we are legends. Welcome to We Are Legends, the unofficial podcast of DC Legends Mobile. I am Slow Beast, and with me as always is Hate Mail. In this episode, we will be talking about the Alliance news, Etrigan, crazy team comps with Ogre, and an interview with our fearless leader, French Fries. Breaking the Alliance news was announced today, and it's going to be crazy. The number one Alliance is going to get 400 shards of Martian Manhunter. Alliances in the ranks of 2 through 10 will get 140 shards, and then everyone up after that up to rank 100 is going to get 90 shards. So this seems like it's going to be pretty competitive. What, what do you think, uh, Hate? Um, I, this is going to be pretty awesome. Curious to see how this is going to play out in the future, if this is just this month, or if this is going to be every month, or every other month, or every quarter. Uh, but really excited about this news. I think, I think it's going to be an expensive and crazy week, but... I look forward to the challenge and really look forward to unlocking Martian Manhunter and seeing how he plays. He sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Martian Manhunter as well. Um, and I, I think it's going to be, this is going to be a crazy alliance. And it, uh, I'd like to see what it ends up being to get number one overall. I don't think that we're going to be able to compete, but we're definitely going to stay in the top 10 and that's probably not going to be easy. So it's yeah, going to be challenging. Number one is probably, I mean, there's been weeks where it's gotten close to 100,000. I think it's going to exceed that. I could um, see that happening. At the time of the recording, it's Monday, and it's been an hour and 14 minutes, and there's already over 2,000 points for the number one group, so they're not playing around. Nope. Um, and like you said, it, it'll be interesting to see if what's their plan for the future with this. I, I don't see them going away from this. This is probably going to be a new mechanic. It'll be. I don't think they're going to do three characters a month, though. That seems a bit excessive for the team to try nope, to put they together. They did that for a long time. The three I mean, characters? Long, I mean, they did three characters for a very long time, if you remember, so... Well, I could see they if they were done reworks. reworks. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. They're doing reworks as well. I could see if they were done with reworks, them working in the three characters, but with them doing two reworks every month, unless they're going to drop it down to one rework and three new characters, I, I don't know. I mean, they know what they're doing. We'll see. But yeah. it'll be interesting, and I, I like the, the new way to try to get the character. It makes it makes it fun. You know, you got a, more of a purpose to your alliance missions. Alright, so it's time once again for some in-depth character analysis with Hayden. Uh, we're taking a look at Etrigan this week. We're doing Etrigan this week. Man, he is such a good character. Very, very strong. Takes a little bit to ramp up, but you'll see some videos in here where I just demolish greens. Um, he, and I think he's pretty well balanced because he doesn't, he's not overly crazy until he gets ramped up. But once he gets ramped up, he can, he can annihilate. Uh, there's a, Reddit post, if you want to get a full in-depth guide by Doombox. I disagree with the Legendary Order a little bit with him. He puts a lot of stock into taking his two early, which is that Raging Hellfire, which is his AoE. So he wants to be able to burn them all down. I personally like his three a lot earlier than he does. His argument is, is that the overheal isn't very strong. Um, but I, I feel like the overheal is pretty essential to his kit to get everything going. I've had some people tell me they like it number one. I personally would take it second. Uh, but overall, really strong character. Definitely, I think L3 is his sweet spot, though L4 seems like it's going to be pretty good um, because you can get those 10 agility ups, and a lot of people tell me that makes a big difference. Um, but he's pretty 
He can take a decent hit. He's not a super tank like some of the other characters, uh, but he, he definitely can take a decent hit, but he does. Man, he can do some damage. Um, he's kind of like a mystical version of Power Girl once he gets going. And he kind of does the same thing, except he does special damage, so he gets all the intellect up. Uh, the ability I, I would recommend going first would be his, his number four, where you can also gain the five intelligence ups. Once you've killed another person um, on the other team or had a chance to use it, once he starts stacking those intelligence ups, that's when he starts slamming out some major, major damage. And he will eat apart some of those energy characters. The next one I would go with is his three. This, that's the one that gives you at the start of the battle. You gain crit immunity, which helps keep him alive, but you'll get that small overheal. And yes, that overheal is really small, but once he's overhealed, that opens up some of his other abilities, which goes into his basic, which is the next one I would take. When you upgrade that one, it gives him a 70% chance to use twice if he's overhealed. So you'll do it. His basic does a ton of damage. Remember, it will also apply 10% true damage if he's overhealed. So you're stacking up that extra damage and then just raining down on people. The next one I would go with is his uh, fifth ability, which is his passive. If an enemy revives, you have a chance to gain one true sight and then 35% turn meter, which really helps start shelling out that damage. But the upgrade, the upgrade gives him the uh, 10 agility ups. So I'm told by a lot of people that's pretty potent. So I would probably take that fourth. And then the last one I like would be his number two. It just reduces the cooldown by one after um, for each living enemy. So if they're, they have all four, you use the ability, you can use it again quickly. And maybe it is a little better than I'm rating it, but uh, personally, I don't think his AoE is that. I mean, it does a lot of damage. And if another enemy is dead, he can use his burning hands, his basic, after you cast it, which is pretty cool. Um, but And it does seem to proc if you kill somebody. So you, if you use AoE, kill somebody, and then he'll use his basic again. Pretty good ability all the way around. He's an L5 candidate for sure. I uh, saw your video and was so impressed that I actually, as quickly as I could, I've got him all the way up to gear 10. And uh, I've been playing with him. And he works pretty well at gear 10. I only have him legendary 1 right now. I think I think I do need the uh, that other legendary to try to ramp him up and see how much damage he can do. But definitely neat uh, animations with him. I really like him. Has the current Deathstroke nerve left you unable to perform? Don't feel like you're packing the same punch with your pistol that you used to? Just go to patreon.com slash wearelegends and rise to the occasion. You're taking your right spot on the leaderboard by signing up to Patreon today. Side effects may include tired eyes, sore fingers, rage quitting, max out credit cards, but her endorse. Team comps with Ogre Barbarian. All right, so time again, once again, for crazy team comps with Ogre Barbarian. Uh, looks like you were doing a lot of stuff with Etrigan and some Doctor Fate leadership playing with there. Uh, what uh, what teams did you have here? The first one we had was Doctor Fate, Etrigan, Firestorm, and Harley Quinn. This was actually a really fun team. A lot more effective than I would have thought initially, just thinking about it. Um, and I actually had a few people reach out to me asking me what I thought of Doctor Fate's leadership. I'm five shards away from taking a Legendary 5, and I plan to do that very soon, because I think with all the overhealing, there's a place for him as leader now. Um, but this team was really good, really fun, all intelligence-based. And Ogre, what what, uh, what made you come up with this one? Yeah, and that was, you know, that's the idea, is that everything is intelligence, everything's special damage, except for Harley, but she doesn't play an inch down as well. So, I mean, you get a lot of extra effect by reducing the opponent's intelligence, as a lot of people have found out through the Constantine second-to-last note of the Etrigan event. 
having a lot of intelligence downs means you're going to die really quickly. <laughs> yep. So that was pretty much the idea is that you stack enough intelligence downs or ups and you're going to be hitting like a truck. Yeah, even though because with all the intelligence down and intelligence up, Dr. Fate and Etrigan would even do pretty good damage even to physical characters, which I was surprised by. Oh, yeah. And most of the like physical characters don't even have a lot of intelligence. That's the problem. So their defense against those attacks is kind of low anyway. So you start reducing it and just kind of evaporate. Another one I found that I was using fairly frequently was this next one that has Steppenwolf, Etrigan, Power Girl, and Robin. Um, one thing I didn't even mention during the live portion of our podcast was that with all the changes in PvP, with characters taunting all the time, Harley Quinn, I've noticed, has become even more of a pain than she already is. So having I turned to this team a lot because I found I needed the Steppenwolf lead more than I used to. Oh yeah, people are using her a lot more, I've noticed too. It's like you have to rely on your crutches either Deathstroke or Harley or Lobo. or Well, two of those don't really exist in the same way anymore, so they're kind of relying on the last one. Yeah. So, does not surprise me. <laughs> well, before you could let, let her taunt fall off, but now with her taunt, she casts it again as soon as her evasions drop off and it, it's up again. So that's I've noticed mm-hmm. PvP is more challenging, yet it's strangely a lot more fun than I found it before because I find myself having oh, yeah. to actually really think about the teams I'm using much more so than before. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is like my synergy stuff that I do is going to be a lot more effective now, I think, because you are going to have to pay attention more. You're not going to be able to just run out four heavy hitters and just think you can win. Yeah. At least that's, you know, how I see it. Uh, The next team we had on the list, uh, this is probably my favorite of the bunch, was Enchantress, Etrigan, Bane, and Clayface. I found this team to be really good. Enchantress sometimes will go down a little quick, but I have a feeling on defense this team's a nightmare to face against. Yeah, I would not imagine it's a fun team to, to face off against with Bane starting out ready to roll and punch you in the face repeatedly. So I would imagine that if Bane has his uh, punch upgrade for the strength downs, he's going to be even. It's going to be even that much harder to take that team down. Yeah. And Etrigan gets going early. Clayface is already a pain to take down. So Enchantress really is the only weak link, but Clayface protects her pretty well. Yeah, she's slow enough that you know she doesn't need to do anything the first turn or so because Etrigan is just going to blow everybody up. For the most part, since he's the fastest one and going to wreck you with his special damage. Uh, the last I believe one you... he is actually the fastest special damage character. Yeah, he's pretty or fast. No, sorry, Livewire. Livewire. Yeah, live he's pretty fast, though, and he does he does shell out the damage. So this last one you have here, um, I really like the concept of this team. and It was fun to play, but I didn't quite do what I was hoping it to do. Um, I think you, certain teams just it doesn't hold up well against, um, but mainly partially because there's so much Harley Quinn and this team isn't great against her. Uh, but that's Red Hood, Etrigan, Black Adam, and Lobo. Right, and the idea with this one is these guys all care about when an enemy dies. So if you if you find a team that's running some sort of baby character for Alliance event, you're just going to wreck through that because yeah. all of them have something that happens when an enemy dies. You're either ripping their meter out, they're all gaining meter and buffs and like just going nuts. That's the idea. Yeah, that's a fun team. So what are you thinking about the whole, with with the changes in PvP and then with the nerf that just happened, how are, how is it affecting how you play? Are you seeing anything different now that it's been a good week since it's happened? Well, it hasn't it hasn't affected how I play because obviously I play bleeds. Now, one thing is is that my bleeds always wreck Deathstroke anyway because they don't care about awareness at all. Right. Um. So, it really hasn't phased how I play, but I have noticed a very sharp decline in who is actually in there, and I don't know if it was partly due to the Swamp Thing week and nobody needed him, or if 
it was the Deathstroke nerf. I've noticed that my boards have a lot more points available on them now. Hmm. You know, I get 14 point battles. I get 20 point battles now where I wasn't getting those before. So yeah, I've noticed in my, in where I've been playing, um, the boards are much more difficult. I don't have anything under 25. Actually, usually I really don't have anything under 28,000 team power anymore. And I don't know if they've made any minor adjustments to that or it's just because all the baby Lobo teams have been weeded I, out. I think it's just because everybody else dropped out of PvP <laughs> for yeah. the most part. You don't have everybody clogging up the leaders. So those of us who are at Gear 11 are getting you know full power Gear 11 opponents because that's who's there. Yeah, so it's funny because I had a few people in my alliance that say they actually miss the Baby Lobo teams now because those are the easiest ones to beat. Um, and I think well, yeah. a little bit, <laughs> and a little bit has to do with too the the Red Robin Clayface Wonder Woman Princess team is gaining some popularity. I do want to take a little bit of credit for that one, but <laughs> right, um, no, yeah, that is a, that is a good team. <laughs> that that team is not easy to beat. So, and then you're seeing the uh, um, inv- the invisibility based teams, the Robin led, are are not not easy to beat either. Yeah, and I've come to understand that actually the what beats that is the crit meta. Yeah. The Green Arrow leadership. Yeah, that's, I was, that's what I was He's the way to go, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah, Which is kind of interesting that we're finally making full circle like that. Well, it's funny because... <laughs> it's like the got... devs and, you know, designed it that way or something. What's even more <laughs> funny is that I've seen um, one, a guy in our alliance posted a video of a team he couldn't beat and it was a super goal led team and people have been so long that people forgot you know that you can't run in there with oh she's still Devil good Wolf. yeah you can't run in there anymore because before you couldn't use her because the baby lobo but now with everybody was running you know a lot of steppenwolf lead a lot of higher gun dead shot and you can't do that against supergirl that's exactly no. what she counters so exactly <laughs> can't do that against supergirl and you're probably not doing it against aquaman it's you know like the devs just put a sale of Aquaman out, knowing that things are changing. Yeah, <gasps> they yeah, pay right. attention. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's some grand design or something. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, this is no disclaimer for anybody who thinks that the devs don't pay attention. They do. <laughs> you know, they, they know what's going on. They all are fans. They all play the game too. What's her last name? I'll look it up. Uh, you know, I don't really recall. Starts with an S. So swim, swammy, slippy, slappy, swimming, salmon, simmon, swanson, swanson? Maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the... Oh, yeah! It's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Today with us, we have French Fries, who is our dear leader of the Court of Owls, our very first owl on, which it's kind of sad that it took us 19 episodes before we actually had one of our own owls on, but French Fries, glad to have you on. Thank you. Well, first, let's get to know French Fries a little better. How long have you been playing DC Legends? Um, I've been playing DC Legends since uh, the game came out of beta, so that's November 2016 when uh, Wonder Woman, Champion of the Amazons, and Suicide Squad, Deadshot are the big metas. So it, it has been a long time ago. Yeah, you were right at the very beginning. Yep. Uh, yeah. Where did the name French Fries come from? Uh, um, the name French Fries comes uh, back to um, around 2010 when I'm still 14. I'm 23, by the way. Uh, so then I was 
in school playing Call of Duty 4 with uh, my friends and I saw one of them name themselves uh, Crisp with a happy face. <laughs> so I decide I'm going to do something similar. So I'll, I'll think of some food that will go well with it. Oh, how about French fries? I'll just Then I decide to stick with French fries. And because I want to try to be a little bit opposite, so instead of a happy face, I put a sad face in there. Uh, <laughs> that's essentially it. But right now in game, I'm uh, known as D fries because of the meme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Currently in game, who is your favorite character? Uh, in game, my favorite character, um, let me think. Um, it's hard to choose, but because um, there's there's so many, and it really depends on who I'm using. But if, talking in a PvP sense, I would say um, the one I like is the one that annoys me the most. And right now, I think Bane is the most annoying. So yeah, I do be. have my I do have my own Bane, but I need. He needs a bit of help, so um, not that good. Even though he's L5 and gear, seven, gear 11, level 70, and max skills, still not good enough. And he needs a little bit of help from Enchantress. My Enchantress has hardly worked, so uh, I can't really make the best out of uh, Bane yet. Yeah, Bane on good. defense is so good, but on offense, he's still very good, but he you got to have an enabler to get him going. Yeah, Enchantress is a very good option. So uh, I fought Alexi's team recently, and I just cannot beat it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one's tough. I, I, that, that, one. that was really like uh, the first time since I since I had like all my characters gear ten or gear eleven that I really struggled with one of the teams, which is Alexi's team, which is Enchantress leader, Swamp Thing, Clayface, and Bane. I, that is there's just no way I can kill it. I, ha- yeah. I have to, uh, I have to skip the match. That's that would take forever to kill, even if you. Wow. The pr- the biggest problem I have is Bane sure. hitting, hitting, and hitting. I have no because of the overheal. But that's in PvP. That's my favorite character. My favorite PVE character is definitely Black Adam. It's just nice and simple and quick. It's it's better when he's paired with Reverse Flash as well. Mm. Nice combo. Have you geared out Etrigan yet? And what are you thinking of him? Etrigan. Well, I've, I don't know too much about Etrigan apart from seeing your video and judging by it, he looks quite insane. I always say he's a blue power girl. And uh, for all the um, players out there, if you want to have a strong character, I hope you worked on power girl back in January oh, and yeah. in this month. Better work on um, better work on Etrigan. He's like a blue power go do special damage, crazy overheals. Just be aware of Constantine. He's a hard counter by Constantine. So, how are you liking PvP now that all the changes with the taunting happened and then the Deathstroke Baby Lobo changes? I've been reading a lot about it, and um, I've seen there's hardly any Deathstroke Lobo in the PvP meta anymore. Maybe that's a good thing in terms of variety of the game. Uh, I'm seeing a lot more variety of teams now. And uh, the, good, the good thing is I have to think about who I put in my team before I, before I play the match. I can't just auto everything. It definitely seems harder to me. Yeah. On that part, I could say it's good. But I understand some free-to-play players would struggle a bit to 
fight their way up there. And that is understandable. So like many of our alliance members do that, um, they they want to work on the top 100 with uh, Lobo and Destro. They can't really do that now. But I mean, it's just uh, finding the right team and see what you can do. I mean, the change is still relatively new. We still need to see a lot. But in terms of variety, that there's a positive impact on the variety, I would say. In the game. What are you hoping to see in future content? Uh, I mean, like many players, I would love to see raid content. Um, that's something that requires teamwork. Uh, something that is not really about grinding, but about strategy and finding the right teams and playing strategic strategically and long term. Hence, when I did my reflection all the way back in November, yeah, that was great. November, the, I had a suggestion of saying changing alliance into um, including red alerts, and you get points for completing the red alert, but then you get less points with more characters you die. I oh, think that's, that's one idea. way of. I like that. I think that's one way of um, challenging players to find the right team to go through all 12 waves of red alerts without anyone dying and in that way getting points to actually make it competitive because I, I know the game has done a lot to improve since its release and I do acknowledge a lot of the positive changes in the game. Uh, still, I personally want to see some more strategic playing instead of grinding. That right now is still a lot of grinding. Also, I would like to see more standard PvE content that gives us more options to earn more rewards because right now gear 11 is such an expensive upgrade. I work on uh, three characters for every two weeks to make them from gear 10 to gear 11. And that for, um, for one week, I will have to spend 5,000 gems just to upgrade like three pieces of gear for each character. And and uh, around three million uh, green essence. That is so expensive, and there is no way we can uh, earn that sort of um, resources back because the, the way we earn resources is not reflected as gear eleven is introduced. So I really want to see something like that included in uh, future content as well. That's um, I, I love that idea for red alerts. That's, yeah, that's such a, a good idea. It's a good way to make it more difficult without uh, having to actually change the much about. Yeah, it. I don't. Uh, they, they wouldn't have to add anything super huge and new to make that. It's something they could probably do in a earlier time frame. So, if uh, anybody from Warner Brothers is listening to this, um, <laughs> that's a great idea. That I don't think would be too resource intensive. Um, is there any new mechanics for characters you would like to see added to the game, uh, or any new characters for that matter? I mean, I've never been that creative on, on considering this sort of mechanics, but um, to reflect back on what was added in the game, I think I personally think True Sight is quite a unique unique um, mechanic, as in I haven't really seen games that much, or maybe I'm just really uninformed, so people, if you want to destroy me, by all means. Something like True Sight is quite unique, I say, ignoring taunt or uh, invisibility. So that's, that's creative, and Red Robin in that way is a pretty good option. Um, uh, but for future, um, I say 
it's very hard to spontaneously think of something, but I want I want to see at least in the game something like um, stacking uh, stuns can be um, like very explicitly exploited. I know I think I I think Killer Frost can do that, but it's not that explicit. It's just a one character. It's, yeah, she needs like one more character that can pair with her properly that that does something more than just stun. Uh, gain something from stuns so you could have a stun meta yeah uh, and so far that really isn't uh, happening not what at least what not what uh what i'm not seeing right now <laughs> um, yeah not yet and and i know it's really difficult so because you're so prone to um being too op for uh for uh, all those stuns so it's a fine line they'd have to walk for that yeah so you've been leading the court of owls for a while now what's that been like I mean, not, uh, not, 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 how would I say this? I mean, we've, we've started, this group has started since Alliance was introduced back in around May last year. And I've been there since then. I mean, uh, we use, we use line to chat and we have seen a huge number of changes in terms of players. We have only like five, five original players still staying around the group. Uh, and I wasn't even the original leader. I got I was asked to replace our original leader when he uh, left the game. But right now, it's a lot about chatting in the group. Sometimes some crazy, crazy chats. Uh, very, <laughs> very fun. Very fun. Very funny. Very silly as well. Uh, sometimes having a laugh. Uh, I do have to mention it right now that um, our fellow member uh, Bear who's the senior moderator in uh, the f- official forum. Uh, I, always, I enjoy the banter with him uh, in the group. He always, say, he, he always say I'm a bully because I have, <laughs> because I have um, because the game has 80 characters and I have 77 of them at L5. Well, at least within Nefrax for L5. So I'm only missing Suicide Squad, Deadshot, Dr. Poison and Scarecrow. Yeah, your roster is Otherwise, all characters technically are L5 for me. <laughs> How many do you have left uh, for uh, year 11? Well, come to think of it, I think I have, I still have a lot of characters that needs to be gear 11. It's going to count. I have 13 characters per affinity on gear 11, so that's 39. Oh, so wow. I, I have a strict schedule. Yeah, I have a strict schedule of. Uh, working my characters to level 70 and gear 11. And in terms of gear level, I make one character of each affinity to gear 11 every two weeks. So I upgrade one gear in uh, on Sunday for each of the three characters. And then I upgrade one of their gear on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then I repeat that for another week. So it's two weeks for three uh, gear 11 characters. But... Well, this week I'm gonna pause on that because I'm gonna save up to work on the lion for obvious reasons. Well, that was our next question, actually. Now that you mentioned that, yeah. um, the main reason we wanted to have you on this week, we kind of held out for this one, was we want to see what what do you think of the alliance rewards <coughs> and Martian Manhunter and everything to go with it. So I'll start with talking about um, alliance, um, uh, alliance rewards in Martian Manhunter. I mean, this is obviously a great way of earning the rewards. It gets players to 
actively participate in alliance to earn those rewards. Uh, it helps con uh, it helps uh, to drive player motivation to to play the game because everyone always wanted John Constantine or Martian Manhunter in the game. Now uh, John Jones is in the game. I think everyone's going to work hard on it. That, that's a good thing. Another thing now I want to chat about is the rewards we are given. So this week I've just checked and. What's going to happen is the, the way we play out with the alliance is essentially the same. Uh, we meet, we try to meet our daily goals and in terms of the whole alliance and personal. And at that point, we still only get alliance essence as the rewards. But at the end of the cycle, which is next Monday for the um, US and Tuesday midnight for people like me in the um, UK, we will, instead of getting Alliance Essence will get John Jones as uh, the reward. And uh, it's still, the tiers are the same. First place, second to 10th place, and 11th to 100th place. My issue is there's such a huge difference in, uh, in the rewards given for first place and second to 10th place. Maybe that is what uh, Warner Brothers are thinking because they want uh, the number one, to really work hard on it and really push for that uh, 400 fragments. That is a lot. But yeah, the 32,000 gold worth. Like, um, I just feel like second to 10th place is just so significantly less for for uh, as much effort because, uh, and, uh, and also more importantly, 11th to 100th place is just like 60 fragments less than 10th place, which is, um, I don't think it's that significant because... Uh, tenth place has to work pretty hard, um, and you're not getting that much compared to um, compared to uh, tenth place. So, what I would hope to see, at least in the future, because I know we can't really change that now, or or if Warner Brothers are nice enough to change that, is the tiers we get maybe spread it out even more. So, I always considered something like um, what we call world's finest which is first place only, <clears throat> I would consider having like first to fifth place, having the top tier reward, and then sixth place to 30, uh, 35th place can get a second tier reward, and then uh, 36th place to 100, maybe get a reward, another reward, and then maybe even 100, uh, 101st place to 1,000th place can get a reward. That's I don't know. I mean, I doubt there's even a thousand. I'd be surprised if those a thousand alliances, or, or maybe or maybe five hundred. I don't know. That's just yeah. an example. But but another thing is make sure each tier is there's an actual uh, significant difference. Right now, the well, I mean, you can you can say about that with uh, first place and second tenth place, but the difference is too big. There needs to be some balance in the amount of fresh. I was expecting, I was expecting uh, second to tenth place. When I first yeah, like when I first saw four hundred, I thought second to tenth would be two forty, and that yeah, and then I was eleventh as well. Well, yeah, that was what I was expecting as well. And then we get um, like at least an L one uh, uh, Jones at the end of next week, but I guess that's not going to be true. We are only going to get a five star Jones after next week. <laughs> well, they they did. It does look like we're going to get them based on what that thing said that we'll be able to farm him through the alliance mission reward system so we will i mean it's still even though it's not it's a bigger drop we'll still 
be able to get him to legendary status much faster than others. Now, I understand uh, the way it works will change next week when uh, when you meet, reach milestones in alliance or personal goals. You are actually rewarded Sean Sean Frax. Maybe um, that would um, work up, a, well, that would sort of help a bit, but I actually, if you ask me, I kind of wish that was what, what was started at the first place, that like everything we are rewarded is strictly a Sean Sean. Well, I think I think their plan is just to let the first place alliance have him shiny. I think he's going to be at what L three, L two, L three, right out of the gate, and um, a week before everybody else, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first place would will have it will have him L two next week because, yeah. as we all know, three hundred and seventy frags is what makes L two. That's right. That's right. So that's that's the reward. I think maybe Warner Brothers is finding their ways in how to do this probably yeah, this is the first Which, time so it might change a little I, bit over I don't and and something unrelated is uh i'm just wondering if we are going to see three characters each month onwards because i have a very i have a very strong feeling of uh, making sure that as the game progresses it doesn't burn out people hence why i was really keen back in August when they change how characters are released, whereas uh, they start doing reworks and there are less released characters, and I actually feel more in control of the game, I, and I overall enjoy the game a lot more. Some people call me drama queen for that, <laughs> but, uh, but, that's, but that's just what I prefer. I know a lot of players have different things. And now I'm seeing three characters again, and it seems like uh, the Alliance requires a lot of resources to earn those points, and I just... You want to make sure it doesn't fall out. I can't imagine that they'll be doing three characters a month from now on. That just seems like a lot. I, if anything, I would imagine the paywall character will probably be available through Alliance. Because, can you imagine them making three new characters every month? Well, I what I would see, I could see them doing staggering it. So maybe we're gonna have Martian Manhunter available through Alliances for possibly two months or three months, and then they do this again. Okay. As time progresses, yeah, yeah I don't because think, that's I don't, a lot. I don't, I don't see that as being a one and done. I see this being a future thing, but I think it's oh, absolutely. Be I agree with you there. I absolutely think it'll be a, a future thing that's gonna they're gonna use in the game. But it just seems like three is a lot of characters to come up with every month. Yeah, if they do it every month. That would be a ton. Yeah, precisely. Um, uh, it will possibly burn out all the free to play players a lot because there's just too much to do, and they really don't want to miss out and. I know Warner Brothers are quite cheeky for having John Constantine and Martian Manhunter together at the same time. Everyone's going to go crazy. I yep. hope this is a limited thing. And I would actually be really happy if they change the way how this all works. So in April, we get uh, we get um, two characters. One is premium, one is the freebie, like Etrigan this month. And then we, in addition to two PvP cycles for the premium character and the uh, and the uh, premium packs. We actually also earned them via Alliance, and uh, that would be very nice, I, I think. It, it would be a really nice thing. Yeah, I don't um, see them doing that, to be honest with you, just because that paywall character is where they make their money. No, I'm he's not saying sure. not the paywall character, he's saying the PvP character. Like the, oh. The, but, well, that is the, pay, that is well, the paywall Well, yeah, but think about if you're going to be competitive as an Alliance to try to stay in that top 10, you are buying gems. There's no way... You're going to get in the yeah, top we're doing ten. That now. <laughs> no, I understand that, but you also want to gear out your characters and everything. So, I mean, it's it's 
all in all, it's going to increase. Yeah, I mean, I guess they'll they'll see their internal numbers and see. How oh yeah, for out sure, decide, absolutely. But... Yeah, uh, yeah, I I, well, I know. Uh, we're going to have to see how crazy I, I the top guess, ten is. I, I guess Warner Brothers do have the money, and uh, we have to spend the gems to do it. But uh, I I just think that there needs to be ways to make the game a little bit more uh, free to play friendly. I know um, you can still do those premium packs and. Uh, you still you still encourage uh, the spenders to to spend them to get the get the packs easily. I, I and speaking of which, I really I really do like those um, hundred dollar packs. Yes, they're expensive, but in terms of values, they're at least a lot better than what we normally get. I still think it's quite expensive, but at least those hundred dollars packs with the premium tune, they're a good step forward. I hope they can move forward from that. Uh, but having alliance rewarding paywall characters as rewards it will encourage um free to play uh, players to have more incentive to work on their roster and the gameplay so i think that that could be a good thing well we really like to say thank you for being on today french fries and uh, if there's anything that you wanted to plug or talk about real quick uh let me see well what i can say is um i hope everything goes well for all the players out there in the game and uh, if Warner Brothers is listening to this, please release Starfire next month. <laughs> we all know who won Starfire in our group. Yes, uh, we do. I, I am, I'm, I am too, but not as much as Bear. <laughs> yes, Bear, Bear. If you're listening to this, we all heard you. We won Starfire. Well, not as much as you, but we all want to see you be happy, don't we? <laughs> all right. All right, French fries. Thanks for being on with us. If you like the show, consider becoming a patron and get a special show each month, our special Q&A episode. It's only a dollar to have access to this. Check it out at patreon.com. We are our legends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You're not going to say anything? We are legends.